Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Pucko Podcast! Welcome to the Yoko Podcast, which stands for the Yu-Gi-Oh's Underground Champion League. Shamu, what are, what are you doing in the washing machine? Who is this Shamu you speak of? Uh, Shamu? What are you doing to my Rotom? Welcome to the 205th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-host... Shamu. And the fluffiest whimsicott. And we're here to bring you another Pucklelicious episode of the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, if you're new. Uh, this is a Pokemon podcast where we talk pretty much all things Pokemon. Uh, in, to some extent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some and extent. then some known Pokemon things, but that's rarer. I mean, you know, it's it's Nintendo. You gotta talk... Sometimes you have to draw those Animal Crossing comparisons. And mm. so, but, you know, we do that. We have a website where a community we hang out. If you're new, come and check it out, pucklepodcast.com. But, of course, listen to this episode. It's free. Why not? Uh, so, I'm gonna ask you guys a question I ask you guys every week. What have you been up to in Pokemon lately? Um, Shamu. <laughs> the only thing I've been doing is the, is the tournament, is running that. Yeah. And that's kind of running itself in a way. Yeah, I mean, we're in the final rounds now. Yeah. Uh, what Shamu's referring to, if you're new, is our mini madness oh, tournament. Yeah. We hold uh, four-ish tournaments a year, and uh, right now is our little cup. We decided we we're going to do a little cup tournament, and I'm in the final three. Ooh, For the first time. Like, I don't think I've legitimately ever won a Puckle tournament. I've run them so many times, and I don't think I've ever run one. (laughs) One, one. (laughs) Well, now's your chance. This is my chance. This is my shining moment. (laughs) My shining moment is to just, like, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm super excited. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Fluffiest? What have you been up to in the week that I haven't (laughs) talked to you? 
Well, uh, continuing on from last week, I did manage to go a bit ahead with my with my Omega Ruby Nuzlocke. Okay. Like my Torchic did evolve uh, into a Combuscan, and it mm-hmm. did learn Double Kick, and I was still super worried because I was like, All "Right, my Torchic is modest." There is mm-hmm. no way one double kick is going to take out the nose pass. I am going to have to take a rock tomb. And so I was like sweating and I I hit the nose pass with a double kick and it did not KO and it used rock tomb and I was like, oh my god, oh my god. And then it did like 12% because I forgot to check but nose passes base attack stat is 45. <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty decent. Yeah, but, I mean, so I, yeah, I beat the gym and I was really happy because it meant that I could get a few more Pokemon. And I went into Granite, Granite Cave and I found a Makuhita, which mm-hmm. I really like. And when I caught it, uh, the Pokedex said that essentially Makuhita keeps getting knocked down and every time it gets up again... It has more energy that it puts into evolving and all that. And so I was like, all right, so this Pokemon essentially gets knocked down. And then it gets back up again. It gets <laughs> down, and then it gets back up again. And it has a little chubby face. And so my Makuhita is named Chambawamba. Yep. <laughs> I was yep. very satisfied with that. Oh, man. Uh, we don't talk enough music now that, like, we have our own music and stuff, because I don't know if people actually listen, like, we used to, uh, back in the day, we used to just play, like, random music at the beginning of the podcast. Oh, Oh, man, we haven't talked music in forever. Hmm. It was kind of random. Uh, I remember those. Some of them were from Thatch's personal library. Uh, (laughs) Thatch has, uh, Thatch has a very interesting taste in music. Yeah, that was pretty varied. Uh, yeah, I have an interesting taste. Like, nobody knows what my favorite band is, and that's okay. <laughs> uh. Right anyway, now. Um, I don't think I, I think I know one of your ones you like. I don't know. Which one? Which one do you think? It's your favorite, though. Um, was it the Beach Boys? Or something? Oh, man, I love the Beach Boys. It's like 100% my favorite. <laughs> I, so, like, so, like, I'm getting married, I'm getting married, right? I'm getting married. At, uh, in, uh, in June. And so, I was, uh, I, like, uh, my fiance Misty, she's on this show sometimes, uh, she's also doing the joint lock with me on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I was, uh, talking with her, and she's, like, making all these plans for the wedding and stuff, and so, like, we're doing it at the church that I picked, and, like, that's a, that's all I got to really pick. And so I was just, I was griping to her about how I didn't get to pick anything. She's like, you can pick our first dance song. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a horrible decision, in retrospect. Uh, and, uh, I, d- I totally picked the Beach Boys. I totally picked the Beach Boys. And what did you have to say about that? Uh, she did not hate it, so. Alright. I mean, it, it's like, it's not like I just picked, like, Surf in USA or something to be our first dance song. Mm. I, I picked, uh, I picked, uh, what was it? I picked, uh, God Only Knows. So it's like a love song. Oh. That's beautiful. And it's actually a really good love song, and I really like it. It's um, really, really beautiful. But regardless, let's talk about some Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For myself uh, in Pokemon, I was talking, uh, I've been trying to uh, get into singles battle spot, because last year when we went to PuckleCon, like, we none of us were prepared to play singles battle spot. 
And so I, I've been testing a couple teams on Showdown, and then I'm going to go onto the cartridge and start doing it. And Because I, I think I have a team. It's all right. It's not great. But I think it'll do enough that I can ladder a little bit. And mm-hmm. then get a feel for the meta, and then be like, okay, I want to swap this out, put something else to take care of this, you know? And that's mostly what I've been working on. I mean, I've also been playing Little Cup, but I always play Little Cup. <laughs> and I've been trying to, I've been playing some more OU, because the UUTC's coming up in January, so yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need to get a team ready for that. I've been trying to do that too, but mm, so well, far, no luck. Like a roster. You need a roster, but I need to I need to find Pokemon that mesh well together. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like the hardest thing about the UTC, in my opinion, is the fact that you're making a team of ten, not a team of six. Yeah. You gotta make sure all those ten Pokemon Yeah. Uh the UTC for that anybody else who doesn't know is our uh, is our yearly OU tournament, but what we do is we allow you a roster of ten Pokemon, which is made public. So that you can actually team build around your opponent's team. It's very much like the uh now that I think about it, Shamu, it's very much like the UCL that they're doing. Um, it is with, without the drafting, though. It's the, without drafting. Yeah, but you can't change your sets from one week to the other, which changes yeah. the way you play it quite a bit. Yeah, that is true. Because yeah, everything's pretty much locked in, except mm-hmm. for what you choose per battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in UT- UTC. Yes. I think they're both very interesting, though. Yeah, very much. It's like it's a. I mean, it's a lot of fun. We have, like, real-life prizes and stuff for a lot of these tournaments. I meant to have one for this one, but I totally forgot. And uh, I will. I need to be much better on that. I need to be much better about that. But I'm very excited. I mean, I've just been playing some Pokemon to get ready, some battling, you know? Getting my comp mm-hmm. skills back where they should be. And yeah. I need to do that, too. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really rusty. I made a random team and... I'm super rusty made- right now. Like, I was playing with uh, oh. some of my better teams, and the meta's just changed so much. And That's what my problem is. The meta's changed from what I was really good at. Like, yeah, the meta the meta changed a lot in, like, the past three or four months. I don't even know if we really lost anything, but the meta just changed. Yeah, it just changed it drastically. Like, Rotom Wash is hardly being used anymore, compared to mm. how it used to be used. It was, like, almost, almost oh, every yeah. team, and... You know, Landorus is starting to... His usage is starting to drop, finally. Yeah. Uh, not by much, Not by much, unfortunately, but it's starting to drop. He's not, like, the number one Pokemon in uh, in every, like, set of rankings. Uh, yeah, Garchomp is starting to take that slot again, actually. Yeah. Oh, Garchomp. Which, which I think is very interesting. Garchomp's going up again? Oh, awesome. I love Garchomp. Yeah, who doesn't yeah, love Garchomp, right? It's I'm surprised it we... went down, though, to be honest. But I guess it doesn't have the... um. U-turn or both switch. Yeah, I, I was really surprised because I, I was expecting Lando to start losing usage because of the number of, like, ice-type users. Mm-hmm. And I would think that would affect, uh, that would affect, uh, Garchomp as well, but that must not be what's happening. So, <laughs> that's just me. I, that must just not be what's happening. I don't want to claim that I have a, com- a superior competitive knowledge. But oh well, that's what we've been up to in Pokemon this week, and I think it's time that we should kick it over to some news. So, mm-hmm. cue our epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in! And on to the news. So there's uh, there's a few things in the news. It's been a very slow news week. Uh, the first thing to mention is Hoopa is available in, like, all of Europe now. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, it's like tomorrow in Italy, but yeah. We, we still have literally no uh, date for North America. Uh, <laughs> which is really sad because like they're just like I like that they're just like, it's gonna be here by the end of the year. Don't worry. You'll get it. It'll be here. And I'm still waiting. I mean, I, I'm not like upset. But this is this is about the time they released Deonce last year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm saying we're gonna get very short notice when it's gonna start. I would. I'm very surprised it hasn't happened yet. I was really expecting for it to happen like about a month before Mystery Dungeon came out, and mm. just so you you're, you're like forced to go into the GameStop, and then they're just like, "Hey, do you want to pre-order Mystery Dungeon?" And Probably. then some GameStop stores mislead you and make you think you have to pre-order Mystery Dungeon. Oh, and then, that's not. That's not. I mean, my uh, like what's really nice is. Uh, is we're actually really good friends because Misty works at a bank. We're actually pretty good friends with uh, the people that run our GameStop. Oh. Because <laughs> they come in and do banking with her and stuff. And so uh, we're uh, we're actually, like, we have the ins, you know, kind of. Not really. <laughs> like, they still make us wait out front of the store for, like, Amiibo. <laughs> and yeah. it's uh, it's pretty ridiculous. But, you know, it's, uh, but, like, whenever, like, something comes out, like, We'll find out the day of because they'll stop in the bank and they'll tell her oh, what's that's going nice. on. But you know, it's one of those things. I'm really surprised we haven't gotten a Hoopa distribution yet. I mean, it's really weird because like we've had this whole like Ancient Origins TCG set that's all about Hoopa, mm-hmm. and like we still haven't gotten Hoopa, <laughs> and it's uh, it's very it's very disappointing. It is. Well, I want, I want soon. My Dark Lord, whatever. <laughs> oh man, Hoopa Unbound is so scary. Mm-hmm. I want to get the tin, because I want to get a hoop on I got the card. tin. I got the tin, and what's really cool is, like, uh, the tin, instead of just doing, like, giving you a hoop unbound, e- or a hoop EX, gives you, like, a whole so you deck. Get a deck. You get a deck yeah. with, hoopa, with two hoop EX in it. That's but I like that, too. And so, like, I, I've been playing like with that online. to use this card that you got. Mm-hmm. It's actually very, it's very cool. I like being able to, like, move the cards around. Like, getting that many cards at once is actually really cool. The deck that they give you is really cool. And, uh, but, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I might pick it up later today. It's actually really works. cool. For, like, 20 bucks, it's not bad. Yeah, it's like, you pay 7 bucks for the, the card itself, you actually mm-hmm. buy, like, a single, if not more. Mm-hmm. So, like, get 7 bucks for that, plus a couple packs and whatever else yeah. you get. It's not so, a bad trade. No. Not at all. Uh. I think it's the same Hoopa. Yeah, cause my, might be a different, I don't know. No, it's the same Hoopa EX. Well, oh. it's a different, it's different artwork, but it's different, the same Hoopa yeah. EX. Same okay. same moves and everything. I think the artwork is better on the the ten one. I yeah. think. Uh, in other news, I mean, there hasn't been much. We're we're like stretching it thin. Spooky Cup's going on right now, so if you sign up for the Spooky Cup, make sure you battle in it uh, at least three times, so that way you get a play point. Uh, play points are necessary if you want to go play in nationals at PuckleCon. <laughs> well, they were oh. last year. I don't know if they are this year, but they probably would be again. Probably mm-hmm. will be. I mean, it's gotten to the point that it there are a lot of people wanting to get in. So yeah, I'm su- still super hyped for PokéCon 2016. I can't like. I am too. I can't. Ex- I can't like express time. how yeah. how great that weekend was. That was like one of the best weekends of my life. Like, and it, I'm like, and I know that kind of sounds depressing. Uh, but no. at, at the same time, like you know, I go out with regular people on a on a regular pretty regular basis. <laughs> And like I don't know, like it's just something. It's just meeting people that I've known for like years, 
and being able to finally meet them, being able to talk with them, being able to, like, meet Puckaloni, like, knowing that Puckle has brought people together in, like, a real-life scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, but should... we should also rate, we should also have a Kickstarter for Whimsicott, an $800 Kickstarter so Whimsicott can come to PuckleCon. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was about to say I should send you a picture of the longing face I make every time you mention PuckleCon because I'm sure it's it's really epic. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I feel my face doing doing things. It it was so much fun and I feel so bad that you couldn't like for everybody who couldn't make it. Uh, and then, like, I made I added insult to injury by like posting all the tw- pictures to Twitter like as we were doing it. But that was nice. It was a tiny bit like being there with you guys. I, yeah. I really appreciated that. It was it was a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to do it again. Uh, mm. We are definitely picking a better hotel this time. Uh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> 100% picking a better hotel. Uh, in other news, though, other than the Spooky Cup, we have... Uh, we have uh new, we've have words that Junichi Masuda is going on. Uh, what's it called now? The Pokemon TV show that's pretty much a half hour average. Yeah. It's called Pokenchi. Pokenchi? Yeah. Okay, I'm probably saying that wrong, but it's okay. It's uh it's it's pretty much the equivalent of every Pokemon TV show that's been on Japan that like is just a half hour long advertisement for Pokemon. And yeah. uh Janushi Masuda is going on though on November fifteenth, which happens to be the same day Koro Koro drops. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna claim that there's a connection. Because there no. very well could not be. Uh I, they they have just been throwing me so many curveballs in like the past three years because like you, they used to be very predictable. Mm. They used to be very predictable. I've been doing this long enough that I think I I, I used to have a very good sense of what was going to happen, <laughs> and <laughs> and now I have absolutely no sense of what's happening. Uh, because I mean I can say what I see it going as, and it, it's very hopeful because I would really like to see Z being announced finally, and I wouldn't be surprised if we got a Nintendo Direct around that day. Um, it would also be the first Nintendo Direct, sadly, since, uh, uh, Iwata's death, which yeah. is, uh, very, it's very odd to think about because Nintendo has announced that they're not killing the Direct format. Uh, mm-hmm. but then again, we haven't seen one since, you know, July. No. And. Oh. It's yeah, been... it's gonna be a somber feeling when it, the first one. Yeah, comes it's gonna out. be, it's gonna be very weird when the f- next one comes out because I don't know how they're gonna handle that. Maybe Miyamoto will take it over. I'm not sure. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's, it's very odd and, but I don't want to, I don't want to like hang on that for too long. No, no. Because... Let's just say that, that Masuda has been on the show before and mm-hmm. sometimes he has said interesting things and sometimes he has not at all. So we, <laughs> we can't really say for sure what's going to happen. I would really like some news though, that of like Z version coming out because Japan, you know, you're sitting here, like in the U S we're sitting here and in Europe. We're sitting here with, uh, we're waiting for, uh, Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon to drop. Uh, mm-hmm. in Japan, this game has already come out. They, they're not waiting for any imminent, like, Pokemon releases. No. Other than, uh, I guess a console version of Pokemon, but they already have Pokemon, uh, in arcades. Yeah. And they're, they may be waiting for Pokemon Go, but still they're waiting for Pokemon Go. Uh, just like the rest we're... of us. But that, I, I feel like that mobile supplement to Pokemon, that's what I'm gonna call it a supplement. I don't want to. I don't want to say that it's anything like major. It's uh. It. it I'm going to call it a supplement for right now until I see more what's going on. I'm saying it's going to be more of a full game experience, but it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a Pokemon without the overworld, <laughs> and it's going to be kind of weird, you know. 
I think yeah. it's gonna be pretty interesting. I feel like uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a catch up. You have to catch them showdown style thing, and uh, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be different. And I'm not saying I'm not excited for it. I'm definitely playing it. I was talking. I have this. I have this friend who actually plays Ingress very hardcore, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just like, if you get uh, because I was talking to him, he's just like, yeah, last because he played the Ingress beta actually when I first came out. Oh, because he's very much into like Google stuff. And mm-hmm. so he's just like, yeah, last time, like, uh, when Ingress did the beta, when they did the beta for Ingress, they got, like, a bunch of codes that they could distribute to their friends to, like, also play the beta. Because mm-hmm. it was a closed beta, but, like, only certain people got, like, access to it. And they mm-hmm. got emails to give out to more people to play it. So maybe the maybe the Pokemon Go beta will be like that, and hopefully my friend, who is a very avid Ingress player, will mm-hmm. be one of the Pokemon Go beta players. <laughs> And yeah, he can I shoot one of those extra emails my way. <laughs> I'm calling dibs on another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I remember, I remember uh, Ingress coming out, and I, if I remember correctly, the early access required you to essentially prove that you were interested in the game world by mm-hmm. uh, like saying what you would do in a certain situation. It, it was essentially yeah. If you help us build this world, you get to play in it before everyone else. Yeah, pretty much. And, and if they if they did something like that, if they don't just distribute uh, the beta codes to avid Ingress players, as you said, mm-hmm. I don't know. It has the potential to be really interesting. Yeah, it does. And uh, I'm I don't know. I'm not worried about it too much. But uh, that being said, po- Japan is not waiting for a game, and so this is. I feel like this is a very good time for them to announce Z. Uh, for the hype for Japan to keep them on the Pokemon bus. Yeah, and... I mean, besides, we've had the anime Z announcement. The yeah, and it's, that's actually, I think that actually starts, uh, like, this week. And Yeah, they, they can't really stretch this anymore. It actually start, no, like I think that. it actually happened this week, didn't it? Uh, no, it's next. It's next. We have, uh, next in Japan is Mega Evolution Act 4. So... It's happening. I mean, and then there's also you also have uh, the explosive birth of Z, that which lies hidden in Kalos, and so wow. it's uh, it's you know it's very very soon it's happening. And not to mention like the U.S. is only uh, we're only like eight episodes behind them. Mm. So I mean, there wow. is there there has been a habit of the U.S. Um, taking breaks at the end of seasons, at, for like you know five weeks or so. And so, like, our anime might be nine episodes at, behind, but that might mean that we're still going to be, like, uh, ten episodes, or uh, we might be, like, three months away from actually seeing some Z footage. I mean, it'd be perfect time for, like, Z, right? It'd be, like, 100% perfect timing for Z. Hmm. And, like, just to be like, hey, Z announcement, and then, like, a few weeks later, we get to see all this cool Z stuff in the U.S. Yeah, I don't think it would work pretty well. I think it would work. I think it's going to work very well just showing Z stuff in Japan first and then, like, a couple weeks later uh, announcing Pokemon Z. I mean, I would be very surprised if not by the end of this year we did not hear anything. Yeah, me too. I'd be very surprised. Uh, In final news, uh, (laughs) final news, we're going to wrap up here with some PokemonCenter.com stuff. Uh, A bunch of new stuff comes out. It comes out every Wednesday. There's just new stuff every Wednesday. And uh, this week's theme apparently was Gumi. Yes. Uh, also with, like, a random Vulpix plush, which I thought was very weird. 
but it's uh it's very I'm I'm very happy with that. I mean, it's just really cool stuff. So if you want like a Gumi T-shirt or like anything, you can like go get it, or you go get a Vulpix plush because Vulpix plushes are cool. There's an adorable Gumi trainer size plush, and it's like forty-two like... bucks. Yeah, that is a bit steep. Oh my gosh, uh, I didn't even see the Pikachu with the magic cart flag. That's so cool. Uh, but either way, what? keep going. Don't worry, Shiro. Yeah, I, I was just, I was just eager to point out a beautiful detail on the Gumi T-shirt. There is a Gumi staring with a really scared and upset face at a Diglett, and there is a little line of text above that that says. What does the rest of you look like? <laughs> I adore that. It's actually, I mean, I really enjoy PokemonCenter.com. They have really cool stuff. And the, my problem my problem with PokemonCenter.com is I don't have enough money to give them. And I, I'm really happy that they came back. Oh my gosh, so happy that they came back. I'm kind of happy that they don't deliver to Italy. Otherwise, I would be a very poor, poor person. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I can't even express how poor I would be if that happened. Yeah, I mean, they have a whimsical substitute collection. <laughs> I literally, I want so much. I just, if I wouldn't have bought Amiibo, I swear. Oh my uh, god, yeah. I, I agree with you. I you swear. There's stuff on here I didn't know about, and I'm wanting. There's a lot of cool Pokemon stuff on there, and it's, uh, it's like perfect for fandom. I can't believe it. I know. I mean, it's just great. Um, I remember when they were relaunching it, like, two <gasps> oh, years ago. That's with- and, like, they had, like, a few items you could do before the store opened. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I bought stuff, like, the first time I saw it. I mean. <laughs> oh, my god. I regret not buying the Charizard bug. I wanted the Charizard bug, <laughs> and I regret not buying it. Because they don't have it anymore. It's not, yeah, it's gone. I mean, some, so sometimes cool. the stuff just disappears, and you, they just don't have it anymore. But it's all right. It's very cool. Uh, so, yeah, if you like Gumi, PokemonCenter.com's got your back. Uh... I think that's it for right now for the news. So we're going to go to a quick break, and then we'll come back at you guys with the topic. Hey, everyone. It's Viger, and I'm here to tell you that you should check out all the cool features that Puckle has. Puckle Podcast has a chat box where you can chat with me, fellow co-hosts, and other members of this wonderful community. We also have forums and even tournaments to participate in. You can follow us on social media such as Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Tumblr, and Reddit. You can be part of the show by sending us an email to pucklepodcast.gmail.com. Every show has about 20 minutes of emails, and we appreciate hearing from you. So check out everything Puckle has to offer. And welcome back to the show. We're going to talk to you today about the Kalos region, uh, which is the region that takes place in 6gen. We used to do a bunch of episodes on the actual regions that games take place in because there's just so much, like, Going on these regions, and I think I've said this before on the show, like, several times, but I really, really enjoy Kalos. <laughs> Just as, like, a region from, like, the design standpoint, compared to other regions. And, I mean, this is just gonna be us talking about Kalos and really, really cool things about it. And mm-hmm. some trivia, and things that, just our thoughts. But, Kalos is obviously based on France, uh, hopefully everybody understands this by now. It's been, like, two years, and I hopefully we get to go back here in a few months. Crossing my fingers. Oh, man. I, what I wouldn't give for Kalos to be, like, the game that, like, my competitive teams are on again? You don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much, I still breed and train exclusively in my X version. 
I'm I just can't do it, it because of like the battle resort they put in 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 Oraz, and like the fact that I have to play on Oraz anyway. And mm, yeah, it's I just see your it's, point. that's literally the only reason I do it. I mean, that, there are uh, a few things the about it. Daycare is easier in Oraz. Hmm. The daycare to like hatch eggs is way easier in Oraz. Why is that easier in Oraz? Because you can literally just press up and it'll keep going over. What do you mean? Over, you it's a anything. circle. In the Oh, and Auras. Yeah. I got X and Y confused. I was so confused. <laughs> I, I was thinking of X and Y, and I don't know why I was thinking of that. I'm so I'm so bad right now. Uh, it's so early. I do prefer X and Y to do it, but Auras is just easier. I I really like the design. Like the music in X and Y was done very well. I felt I felt like uh, Gen Five almost felt very phoned in. Like from some of these music standpoints, like I just I can't think of any music in uh, Fifth Gen that really stood out to me. Well, I, think... I can just tell you so much 6th gen music that I, think... I personally enjoy. I think they were just different genres. I mean... Mm-hmm. That's true. That's Generation true. 5 was more, uh, you know, boppy, rock, festival-based mm-hmm. music. And Kalos is more, uh, I don't know... I, I don't know how to describe it. I'm not good at music I, stuff. I feel, I feel like all of the music in Kalos other than, like, battle music, was very laid back and yeah. very, very relaxing. Uh, because I remember, like, obviously, like, we played... I played my first, like, three hours live for Puckle <laughs> on on episode 115, and I remember just sitting there and, like, listening to the music while I was playing, and it was, like... I remember the day I went to get it because uh, I was still living with Sarge at the time. He was living with me for, like, uh, four more months. And so I remember he had to, like, we both had pre-ordered Pokemon, but he had to leave and go somewhere that day back to his family or something. And so I remember, like, because I woke him up, I'm like, it's time to get up. GameStop opens in, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> and <laughs> I made him drive me there. Uh, so Drive me to GameStop because I wanted to play in the car. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, and so I made him drive me. And it was, uh, I mean, the music just, like, blew me away. The music, just the design of the entire region just blew me away. Yeah, it's it's so beautiful. And I think, like, Kalos is meant to be, I mean, Kalos means beautiful in Greek. Yeah. It's beauty, beautiful. That's the whole point of the region. And I think, uh, I think this, the music is supposed to be, like, scenery music. You're, you can enjoy the scenery more when it's accompanied by a proper mm-hmm. music. Like, I don't know. I really uh, like the very, int- like, I, I mean, there's a number of things that this has going for it versus, like, like if, the, if they, maybe they did, because uh, this is the first 3D Pokemon game we've really had. And mm-hmm. You can, we get all of these really cool camera angles and stuff when you're doing things like when, uh, most notably when you're breeding in X and Y, right? And you're, you're doing the daycare there and you're going back and forth. The camera angel, angle pans differently so that you yeah. can see, you can see the river, you can see across the river. And I, I mean, I'm not saying, I, like, I, that, that definitely has, Kalos has that going for it, but I mean, I didn't feel the same way playing Hoenn in Oraz, right? And, uh, there's definitely a lot of things. They, they paid a lot of attention more attention to scenery in this one, I feel, than they ever have paid before. Like, ever. Absolutely. I mean, they did try something like that in Unova, but uh, I don't think neither the hardware nor the way they did it, Mm -hmm. like, really allowed them to 
have the result they wanted, and they did get that in Generation 6. Most definitely. It was just, it's, uh, it's very enjoyable for everybody involved. Are you fighting with your cat again? I am. He keeps, like, scratching my chair. <laughs> uh, bingo card. Uh, <laughs> right, we, we do have to put your cat on the bingo the, card. The cat's got to be on the bingo card now. Because <laughs> he just comes and bothers me any time I'm recording. But let's talk more about Kalos and not less about my cat. <laughs> I don't know. Um, if I had to pick one city from Kalos that I was very impressed with, and I don't want to say Lumios because Lumios doesn't count, um, I would have to say um, not Silage City, but the one before that. What was that little town there with the little museum? Um, Ambrett Town? Ambrett Town. That's it. I was I really like Ambrett Town because it very I think it captures a very coastal city very well. It was I, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I was, just the amount of scenery in this game just goes yeah. in my mind. <laughs> what uh, was your favorite Shamu? Um, what were you, the town or yeah favorite town yeah. like favorite favorite um, place in X and Y? Kind of thing. I it, nothing's really coming to mind. Like really? I've been. Kalos just, nah, it's just, it's just kind of like a blank. Oh my god! Are you serious? What like, is wrong with you? I don't know the name of them. I know my I first, the, my second, like Lumio, and my I don't third even know one. That's so sad because like there's so many awesome cities. I, there's so many awesome like there's so much awesome stuff in it, and it's it's more so than I think we're ever in any other Pokemon games. Yeah, and, I mean. There's so many, like, different identifying, so, um, like... The fairy gem. Whatever that... Oh, Lavar City. Oh, yeah. Lavare. That was, like, That's... a really cool-looking place, I remember. Yeah, it was That's... crazy, because it has, uh... It actually has... Fun fact about the whole thing, right? So, if you look at the clock, mm -hmm. uh, on the gym, it's got... It goes... It has 13 hours on it instead of 12. Mm -hmm. Because the 13th hour is, like, a fairy thing. Oh, yeah. The hour where the fairies live, but, uh, only certain people can sense it, not everybody can sense it. I yeah. didn't know that. That is beautiful. Right? Is, they just they, there's so much like little detail. Yeah, Lavar City is like my number two. My number one is Anistar City. It's Anistar, just... oh, with the sundial, the giant. Yeah, sundial. the music and the sundial. It's so amazing. Like mm -hmm. I, I, if that place existed in real life, I would be there now. <laughs> I remember I would... that. That like the whole mega stone thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially since... clock to get the mega stones to work and stuff. Like I could probably drive there since it's France. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. From Italy, it's not that bad. No, no, no. It's very, very close. Like, how how long does it take you to get to France from Italy? Like, from where you are? Uh, like maybe three hours, maybe less. Three hours. You know how long it takes me to go visit my parents? <laughs> it takes <laughs> yeah, me. It takes me four and a half hours to drive back to my parents. I know you live <laughs> in a gigantic country. So, so you're telling you're telling me that. In less time than it takes me to go see my parents, if I lived in Italy, I could go to France. I can be in like, um, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different countries in less than, say, eight hours, and seven oh of gosh. them in less than five that's so bad. Of course, I am counting really tiny countries like Vatican City and... Oh, San well, Vatican Pino City doesn't count. Vatican City doesn't Monaco. count. That's 160 acres. 
<laughs> I know, but it's still a country. <laughs> it's still, uh, from here where I am, uh, I can get to Switzerland, Austria, Germany, Slovenia, so and France uh, in like very little time. Maybe next Pokemon region is going to be based on Italy, calling it. It might be, because, like, you remember that the whole point of uh, Chaos being France was made by Masuda tweeting mm-hmm. himself with the Eiffel Tower and visiting yeah. France and all that. And do you know where uh, Masuda and um, I don't remember who else uh, spent the launch day, the European launch day for Auras? No, was it in Rome or... Uh, or... They were in Milan. They were in, in Italy. Milan. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. so I, 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 I'm not going to say that is entirely relevant because they didn't do like a whole Twitter thing. Yeah. But... But they did post a few pictures, and they mm-hmm. seem to enjoy the place. So I maybe mean, it's it's very interesting that they based it on France. And like, there's a, I mean, the, like the Eiffel Tower is obviously in Lumio City. Lumio City is obviously uh, Paris. Yes. I I like that they uh, they went back to doing like a full on, like I don't want to say that the countries in Europe are like really states, but they kind of are, like comparatively to the U.S. like in sizes. They are, mean, if you can, I, if you go from Italy to France in three hours, they are comparatively, they are comparatively. I, states. I go from Italy to France because I live in, relatively close to the border. If I lived in Sicily, it would take me like eighteen hours to get okay, to France. Never mind then. Uh, <laughs> no, France, France is pretty darn big. Okay, I mean, if it's just, but like, I see them. I, I prefer that as to them, like in Unova, going ahead and making an entire city, ba- like a region based on just a city. Yeah, I felt like there was a lot of originality lost in that because you're not looking at as many diverse groups. Like France is like, depending on where you go in France, it's completely different. And it's just it's the same way with like Kanto and Johto in Japan. Like those are completely different regions. Mm-hmm. There are completely different things going on. Oh my gosh, I just realized in the anime they have a they have a town in a a town called Avignon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's Avignon, France. Avignon, France, uh, which is uh, I, I'm. My my religious studies degree is showing. Uh, yeah, the where, Pope used where to the Pope used be to be. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, it's it's one of those things, but uh, yeah, it's uh, very very interesting. I think it's uh, I I love Kalos. I just can't get over. Like, I mean, I hope I hope whatever they do at for Generation Seven is just as good, and I can't see why it wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, Kalos did win my, like, my what's the best region contest in my last article for mm-hmm. a reason. Like, I, 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 I was not just judging. I made a very scientific pro- process. Okay. I gave stars for, uh, like, beauty, the lore, the Pokemon available, and Kalos just won, hands down. So Yeah. There's a, there's oh, when one... you go to lore, Kalos, Kalos beats everything oh, in lore. Oh, hands like... down. I feel, I feel like Kalos is just... I mean, you look at Sinnoh, though. Sinnoh's got a lot of lore. Sinnoh does, too, but, like, when you have cows, you have the whole war, and you've got, like... Mm, that's true. Like, it's just, like, the war that kind of brings a lot to you with AZ, and you don't... You kind of know who he is, at the same time, you don't know what about I, I think that's because AZ needs more of a story fleshed out, which hopefully, hopefully, oh, Z is going to, uh... That, Z, Z is going to do. I, uh, I'm also I very... I Zygar has to do with it. Zygar might have to be, like, the reason yeah. part of the weapon or something. Yeah, uh, Kalos is uh, Kalos has some very notable features that make me think very much of uh, Johto because Johto I think of a very simple region, something that's very down to earth, very homey, right? Yeah. 
I would uh, agree. So there's a few things that Kalos has that are, I guess, has lacks that makes it feel more homey to me. Uh, Kalos doesn't have a department store. <laughs> like any other region that we've ever played, like even even Johto had it. They had they had one in Goldenrod. Uh, mm-hmm. They they don't have any numbered water routes. Looking at you, Hoenn. And, uh, <laughs> I knew you would say that. Looking at you, Hoenn. But they have no they have no routes that are just all surfing, which is awesome. That's... I really like I really like that you're very landlocked so in Oras. Or not in Aura, as an X and Y. I like that you're very landlocked. I mean, it makes, I, I feel more explorative when I'm walking around as opposed to surfing, running in a tentacle every three minutes. Yes. Besides, you can make, um, landbound routes more different between mm-hmm. them than water routes can be, so. Looking at you, Hoenn. Looking at yeah. you. Well, Hoenn did have a lot of diversity in it its, does. uh, in its land part, but then the water part was just all the same, so. Yeah, and then there is a lot of water parts. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> even <laughs> like, on the land think, parts, there's lots of water. I think um one, like water out, maybe two. I think I think one is, is very is you very don't, don't, good. Yeah. Like if you look I was at uh, two at max, normally. Like Kanto, Kanto, like you had a uh, you had the one route to go to Cinnabar to Pallet, and then you had the Seafoam Islands, and those were that was yeah. your water route. And you in, that was pretty much fine. In Johto, you had uh, you had the Whirl Islands. You had the, you know you're going from uh, oh shoot I'm, I already forgot the cities uh, Olivine City to Mahogany Town. Mm-hmm. And wait, was it Mahogany? Yeah, it's Mahogany. Know. Mahogany is uh, Chuck City. Are you talking about Mahogany's um? No, it's not. No, Mahogany. Mahogany's, Mahogany's, Mahogany's price. Ice. Price. It's price. <laughs> uh, I, I got it backwards. Um, something wood. Isn't Cinnawood. Cyanwood. Cyanwood. Yeah. There we go. That's just doing that's just doing real good. I'm real strong right now. Over for well, two. As always, if you need facts, go to Shamu. <laughs> and uh yeah, you have uh I just thought of mahogany. Like I feel like there should be like more this is fine mahogany puns. And like, I was like saying yes, town. yes, because I'm I like if someone is going to know something about Jojo, it's gonna be you. Yeah. But... I I failed. I failed everybody. I I I I'm no longer I'm not worthy. Shamu, this is your podcast now. Uh. All hail the new king of Paco. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say that I had the wisdom to bring the right people on the show. But uh, I also like that they uh, they. Um, have a, they have like uh adjective form of Kalos like present in the game, mm-hmm. as well in uh, Kialud City when you go to the description of Kialud City it has the word Kalosian, which dis- so like somebody from from Kalos is a Kalosian. Uh, oh, um, I don't like that. <laughs> Shamu, if you were from Kalos, I'd be so, like, Sha- this is Doctor Shamu. That. He is a Kalosian. It sounds a lot like I you're don't... wearing a lotion. From a guy that I don't you like the sound of it, just like... Yeah, it sounds well, awful. I'm, I'm looking at the like, spelling. Oh. Is that how you'd pronounce it? Uh, how would you pronounce it? Well, I have no idea. I'm not an English-speaking person. I would pronounce it as Colossian. Or Colossian. Yeah, I I would m- more lean towards something like that, but I, I really have no ground to speak, so... 
Calusian sounds like Calus- it could be very. That, no. I mean, that could work as well. Calusian. We don't have an official pronunciation. I don't know if okay. it's. Cal- I don't. I don't think it's Calusian. The the, the Calus I A N. Calusian. Calusian or. Something. I don't know. Like, it would be like it wouldn't sound like lotion. It wouldn't have the T I O N. Like when you sound. when you read it out to me like that, I thought for sure there had to be an H in there, but there isn't one. <laughs> so. I don't know, but again, I'm I'm a foreigner. I, Whoa! I have, yeah. <laughs> Bit of trivia that I did not actually realize. The Kalos, uh, the Kalos Elite Four is the only Elite Four that actually uses teams fully composed of Pokemon of the type that they that they specialize wow. in. Wow! I didn't realize that that's never happened before, but that's 100 percent true, I guess. That they like, there's been, there's always been at least that, like, like there's always been at least one Elite Four member that's like kind of strayed from the path, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, like if you look at uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like if you remember Gen One, right? Lorelai's supposed to be the Ice type leader, and then she's got a Slowbro. Yeah. And then you look at Bruto. He's got. He's, got, he's yeah, supposed he's to be fighting, and he's got like an Onyx. And then you've got uh, Agatha, who's running like half poison types. And yeah, but I mean, there was only one ghost type. There was one ghost type, and it was already a poison type. So. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, and so you just turned to poison pretty much. Mm-hmm. And there so I guess in- I I didn't realize that I didn't actually realize that that's never happened before. There is one piece of trivia I like about the Kalos League, and mm-hmm. it is that if you count both the gym leaders, the Elite Four, and the champion, Kalos is the only female dominant Pokemon league. That's true. I mean, there are uh, four female uh, gym leaders, two female members of the Elite Four, and one female champion. So that's true. I mean, I I don't think that's ever been a problem though, right? I no, feel it's never I feel like problem, I feel but... like we did that episode a while ago on uh on like female perspective of Pokemon. Yeah, you missed and, the and like we uh when we went over that, it, it seems like Pokemon is actually a very very well balanced like gender ratio. It absolutely is. It just never happened to tip. Over fifty percent. It's, 50% it's more. never really. I mean, it's never really tipped. I feel like in favor of one or the other. And, no, no, not really. And so I, I think it's very interesting that, like, I mean, I don't think this is that big of a deal that it's a female dominated league. No, and, it's just a. Uh, you know, we're talking about trivia. It's yeah, that's trivia. true. That's true. That's true. And <laughs> I, I think, think the, the only thing in which uh, there could be a bit more of a female presence is regional professors. Yes, I think that is one hundred percent true. We've only had Professor Juniper so far. Yeah. But, Shout you know, out to my employer. <laughs> you only have, uh, yeah, yeah. I was about to make a really bad joke, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh, offensive jokes. It's not offensive. But for the bad joke, I assume it goes along with being offensive. It, it's slightly offensive. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Callus is really cool. I really, really like. I, I like that I got to gush about Kalos for twenty minutes. Um, mm, yes. And I didn't even get to talk about its castles, but I want to wrap up the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if anyone wants to read more about how wonderful Kalos mm-hmm. is, uh, well, there's my article from last week and Snag's article from last week because Kalos won in both of our uh, articles. That's inv- that's very interesting. Yeah. So go check that out. Pucklepodcast.com. You can go read like a host of articles from a bunch of writers. And uh, Whimsicott's one of them. We have a bunch of others who are very, very good at what they do. So go check that out, guys, when you get a chance. All right, so we're going to move on then. So we're going to take a small break. So we're going to go to commercial. 
We'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. Shuckles Berry Juices. They're an easy-to-repair, 100% natural fruit juice with fruits and vitamins and stuff inside. Listen to these real-life testimonies. Hello, Mr. Shackle. I've come from very far away just to try your delicious berry juices. Would you make me a pitch of berry juice, please? One pitch of berry juice coming right up. Oh my goodness! This is the most delicious drink I've ever tasted. How did you make this? Oh, first I eat the berries and all the other ingredients, and then I let it sit in my stomach for about five years. Let it ferment. Get a little bit of mold, and it'll do whatever you want. And then, uh, I, 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 it comes back up. And there's juice. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I need to be excused for a moment. Shuffles berry juices, 100% natural. And welcome back. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 479, Rotom, the Plasma Pokemon. Its Platinum Pokedex entry says its electric-like body can enter some kinds of machines and take control in order to make mischief. It's really cool. Mischief! <laughs> so back to Spook Spooktober. Uh, <laughs> we're doing another ghost-type Pokemon. Uh, Rotom is an electric ghost-type. And it's really cool because it can possess different things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, I, I don't see anybody using normal Rotom. Like, ever. I honestly, when, when Diamond and Pearl came out before the Rotom forms came out, I was, uh, I actually really enjoyed Rotom's design. Mm. But, uh, I, I, he was just amplified further by becoming Frost Rotom, which is not viable at all. But the best mm. Rotom form if you were to play with all the Rotom forms. I don't know, I think, well, I, I've only used Wash Rotom, because it's like on OU the team. Yeah. Uh, and plus blue is my favorite color, so that's my favorite one. But I think my favorite design, like, if they made that one with the blue aura, yeah. my favorite would be Rotom Fan, because it looks like it's dancing. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I really, I really, really like Rotom Frost, and I'm really sad it's not viable. Uh, and I use Frost in my, um... My in-game playthrough of Dire Platinum, I think. I, I, I would form. do that. Like, I oh my Frost. gosh! It's just crap. It's, it's just so like... much fun. <laughs> okay, just so to everything. so Rotom Wash is definitely the most popular version of Rotom, uh, by far. Because I don't want to go through like five different sets of Rotom today. No, no, yeah. no. Uh, but Rotom is actually very, very cool. Rotom Wash is uh, is probably the most popular. So we'll go over Rotom Wash as our uh, as our uh, Pokemon. Analysis for today? As far as I know, most of them kind of run on the same basic moves. They're like, they they're slightly run... different, I think. Yeah, because because like, eat and wash are pretty much the same, though. Mm-hmm. Bread, they're different. Yeah. Other than overheat and hydro pump, like you have to. Fro- I don't know frost. I one of my I... one of my favorite sets to actually run is not uh not on Smogon anymore. Um, I definitely used to run... Which Let one? me pull up Showdown, because I, I have it on my Showdown. <laughs> uh, I have it on my Showdown. It's a, it's a Trick set. Oh, Trick Rotom. Mm. Yeah. I love Trick Rotom so much. It's so gimmicky. I mean, I mean, Trick in general is a very gimmicky. The name of the move is Trick. Uh, 
But I I really, really enjoy Trick Rotom. You don't even understand how much I enjoy Trick Rotom. I do not have it on this computer. Oh, no. Uh, I have it I have it sitting on my uh, laptop and not on my desktop. It's just like a, like a special attacking scarf or something. Yeah, it's just a, you just put a scarf on it. You make it special attacking. I mean, that way you're actually faster. You can lead with it. You can volt switch out if you need to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get off a very fast hydro pump or something. Um, but... Best case, you run into something that, uh, my favorite thing was, I led with Rotom Wash one day, and I was set up against a Ferrothorn. And mm. the guy is just like, oh, I'm gonna get a free turn. Uh, to set up my rocks or whatever. So, I'm just like, he's gonna set up his rocks anyway. So I, I tricked the Choice Scarf onto his, uh, onto his, uh, Ferrothorn. And so Ferrothorn's useless now. Yeah. There's no point in having a Scarf Ferrothorn. Like, ever. You want to know what would be better than that? Huh? You know what's better than that is doing that with Assault Vest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, mm. low punny with a uh, trick and Assault Vest. Ooh. That makes, that makes, for fair just garbage. Just sack it. It's, it's gone. It's, yeah. Oh, you get a power for a jar ball, whatever. You're, you're pretty much useless. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have a slightly less awfully slow Ferrothorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's actually, I, I, I mean, trick in general is just a very fun move to use. Uh, especially if people aren't expecting it, and a lot of people don't. I mean, I, I keep I want I keep pushing Sarge to actually play in the UUTC because oh, there's, oh, a, there's a there's sure. a semi there's a semi viable Ferret trick set. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh much yeah, it's a it's a semi viable. I say semi viable. Uh, <laughs> because he can't really hurt anything. It's no, he can't hurt anything, but he can trick a scarf onto somebody, and I really just want to see Sarge use that and win one battle in my lifetime, and that's it. <laughs> That would, be, that would be great. I would be so happy. If, if, if he doesn't, maybe I'll do it just to honor him. Just to honor him. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm I'm planning on maybe building a Leafeon for the UUTC. So, like I almost mean, everything can learn trick. We're, it's like, we're going to we're going to see some really yeah. weird stuff there. Trick is a very uh, very weird move, but a lot of people can learn it. Yeah, and some of those who don't learn trick, like Whimsicott, can learn Switcheroo, which is the same thing. Which is the same move. So... <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's a it's a very gimmicky thing, but it's very very cool. It's very fun. I mean, if you don't if you don't see it coming, it's a lot of fun. And you can use it to trick an air balloon onto Rotom Fan, mm-hmm. thus creating the most hilarious uh, Pokemon type. And ability and held item combination yeah. ever. That is for sure. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, Rotom. If you want to run a normal Rotom, <laughs> other than the ones we're talking about, uh, Rotom right now is uh, very is used as a defensive pivot for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I've seen them a lot. They're running Pain Split mostly, uh, Will O Wisp, Hydro Pump, and Volt Switch. Pain, pain Split, Will O Wisp. Yeah, it's like pretty much. Uh, they stopped. They stopped running Thunderbolt, which I think is very sad. Um, you can also, also, if you, if you really want to, you can go old school Chesto Resto. Oh, yeah. I was about to say that, yeah. Chesto Resto, uh, Rotom. And, uh, I mean, you, you want to run it bold probably right now, just where the metagame is at right now, very physical. Mm. Um. Talonflame is still a thing. Yeah, Talonflame yeah. is still a thing, and Rotom Wash is actually a very good counter to Talonflame. Yeah. Uh, it resists both stabs as well as kind of... Yep. And his shot, I believe. I believe both pack. Yeah, I think I think it will. I think it will do that. Um, you want to run 248 HP just so you can get that odd HP number. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, 252 defense, bulk up that defense, and then throw the rest in speed, because why not be as fast as you possibly can? Mm-hmm. And just to, um, the point for odd HP is for, like, stealth rocks. Mm-hmm. Stealth rocks, or even, uh, so just anything can... that anything that does damage based on a percentage. Yeah. Uh, it'll give yeah. you one more turn. You see this used a lot more in, uh, I check the bingo card, little cup, uh, because... <laughs> HPs yeah. are a lot a lot different in there, and so the the uh, percentages don't actually match up as well as they would know you. Yeah, like um, what was it like? Zapdos, I believe it. You have to want to HP to be at like four hundred four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's even sometimes it could there... be like four hundred one or something like that, but it's just like one hundred one substitutes. Yeah. That's... Yeah, there's even a thing with uh, with superior. And they advise you to have 29 HP IVs instead of 31, so that you can uh, actually get, uh, like, uh, one less hit point taken off by life or mm-hmm. uh, each time you use a move. So, uh, moving on to TCG, I'm really sad that the uh, the U.S. hasn't actually gotten... Oh, wait, they, they have. It was in Rising Rivals. That was the only time you got uh, the Rotom fans. Or the Rotom, like, forms. Uh, mm. But that was in, plas- in, like, Platinum, so these cards are, like, hardcore out of rotation. Uh, but Rotom does have one card currently in rotation. It's from uh, Ancient Origins. And we have, uh, it's an Electric-type card. Um, for one Electric-type energy, you can do an Electro Ball for 20 damage. And for two Colorless energy, actually, you can do Electric Mischief, which allows you to flip three coins for each heads, choose a random card from your opponent's hand, your opponent reveals the card and shuffles it into their deck. So yeah. I, I, it sounds like a very good uh, utility card, actually, for mm. just disrupting your opponent's yeah. plays. I mean, for double That's colorless, like, I can put in any deck. Say. Huh? I would just call it like, a disrespect card. It's like, flip, it, flip, It's flip. disruption, and it's really nice. Uh, flip, put that in your deck. I mean, you can put it in any deck because it's double colorless to do electric mischief, right? And so. And, oh, yeah, and every deck pretty much has, like, revolves around double colorless in general, mm-hmm. usually. Exactly, and I think that'd be very cool. It's very interesting, actually. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like a great card. I wouldn't say it's a great card because I hate coin flips. Yeah, that's kind of like it's not like a guarantee. Yeah, but it's some kind of disruption. It's some kind of disruption. Yeah. Oh well, so I guess that's all I've actually uh, (laughs) have to say there. Don't you want to do trivia? You're always complaining oh that the Pokemon of the episode has no trivia, and Rotom has a lot. I know Rotom has a lot of trivia. It's Rotom. I feel like we've touched of... on most of it, though, right? Most yeah, of the trivia just seems kind of random stuff. No, but this is not random. Like, uh, po- Rotom is the only Pokemon that's not a legendary that has a legendary encounter music. Legendary music? Uh, yeah, legendary. Yeah. yeah. In, uh, in Platinum, Diamond, and Pearl. And Rotom is only the third Pokemon to have its types change because the forms used to stay Ghost Electric in uh, Generation Four. Yeah, I'm glad they changed that. By the way, it's uh, it's yeah. much nicer. It allows for a, a much better use in the metagame. And he's also got a physical form now, so he's not really a ghost. He's not <laughs> plasma anymore. Yeah, it works very very well. And I don't know. The only thing I would add is that Rotom may be based on Pulseman, another Game Freak game. Yeah, this, uh, I don't think he's based on Boltman, exactly. I think there's somebody else that's based on Boltman, more so. On Pulseman. Huh? Pulseman, not Pulseman. Pulse that's right, never mind. No, it's Pulseman. Oh, I thought you were talking about a different game altogether. No, 
No, I I miss I misheard, and then I just started like repeating what you said, what oh. I thought you said, and. But I have an accent. I understand. Yep. yep. It's <laughs> it's it's just a lot of different things. Okay, this is one last thing because it's actually interesting. Mm-hmm. You know that if you revert Poke, uh, Rotom to its normal form, it yeah. will forget uh, the special move it learned by changing mm-hmm. form. If you have no other move on Rotom, it will not be left without any move. It will learn Thundershock. Yeah, that's what. It's, that's right. Uh, that's the move that usually got replaced, actually. Mm-mm. And uh, it was uh, it was very. It's a really cool Pokemon. I think it's really yes. Cool. It's unique. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, uh, well, before we finish this up, let me say, if you want to learn more about Rotom, you can go check out a lot of cool things on our website. I don't think anybody's covered Rotom specifically. Uh, we are looking for a new OU writer to do analysis. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be great if we could do that. If somebody's interested, let us know. Um, PucklePodcast at gmail.com. But you could also uh, go and read the other articles. Like we said, Fluffiest and Snag are doing opinion articles. Uh Mickey Panda is writing anime synopses. Uh, Sublime Manic does a really cool VGC article uh, where he talks about how to get into VGC and how to play. Um, I'm missing Jushiro, who talks a lot about the TCG. And I'm missing somebody. Yes, Viger does the news. Yep. And Scrum does the trivia. Trivia number five is up now, by the way. Yeah. And that, if I may steal an extra minute for myself. Of course. I have a special request for our listeners, because, as you know, next weekend is going to be Halloween, and Snag and I decided to make our articles Halloween-themed. In particular, we would like to talk about your Halloween costumes that are Pokemon-themed. So, I would kindly ask you, listeners, to send me pictures of your Pokemon-themed Halloween costumes. You can send them to my email, the.fluffiest.whimsicott at gmail.com. You can send them to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can PM me on the website, do whatever you want. Just make sure you have permission from everyone in the picture or from everyone in the picture's parents, if they are children. Because I'm going to put the pictures on the website and comment on them so that we can all share uh, your Halloween costumes with the community and celebrate together in some way. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually really cool. Um, this is something that I've been meaning to put together, like a gallery on the website for things like this. But mm-hmm. I think it'd be very cool to put this in an article. So. Yeah, this is going to be a start. So if you're willing to do that, please do that before Saturday so that I have time to compile the article and if you do that I thank you from the bottom of my little fluffy heart (laughs) so yeah guys check that out Um, so we're going to move on to the mailbag it's mail time it's time for the mailbag send in your emails Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And on to the mailbag. As always, our mailbag is brought to you uh, brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hopes. And as always, we will be giving out the Green Tauros badge to anybody we th- deem worthy enough to earn it. So, without further ado, 
we're going to move on to the mailbag. Our mailbag question last week was, who, what's your favorite starter, since we were talking about starters? Um, so let's see what everybody has to say. Uh, our first email is from Axonis. Is that how you say it? I don't know how to say it. I would say Axonis. Axonis. Okay, good. Hey guys, what's up? I've been listening to the podcast since February and started on episode one, working my way up to the most current. Oh, you poor soul. Wow. I agree. Uh, I picked your cast because I was the first, it was the first one when I searched for a Pokemon based topic. You guys were the first in the list and that were still ongoing. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm finally writing in because I'm now caught up to the most recent episode and figured that the mailbag was one that would be the most interesting answer. Uh, my starter, my favorite starter is also my favorite in general. Charizard Evolution Line all the way. I tend to enjoy collecting the Pokemon that have the Draconian theme, but not the type. A couple other reasons why he's my favorite would be that he's the first fire type, fire type to use blue fire thanks to one of his mega forms and not be shiny, Ponyta and Embor. He is the only starter that can fly. He was fire flying in Gen 1. That he didn't—he just didn't know how to flap his wings. Apparently, till yellow version. Yeah, but Meganium could fly. Uh, He's the equivalent of a dodo bird. Uh, at Gen One. He's a dodo bird that's on fire. Just... Personally, I enjoy the look of his X Mega form more than the Y, but it's the latter I use due to how the stats rounded out. Since I don't know much about competitive battling, and I enjoy being able to have a flying Groudon, as far as the Solar Beam trick goes. That's all I've got for this one. No need to worry about giving me the Tauros badge since I'm not exactly trying to aim for them. Screw flip-flops, wear sandals. Anyone remember the names for those things? Exodus. <laughs> A flying Groudon, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, who was this next one from, uh... Antonin. Antonin, that's it. I'll take this one. Okay. Hello all. Antonin, and there is no accent required to read this email. I'll get straight ah. to the point. My favorite starter out of all of them is Pikachu. I noticed you didn't mention it in the last episode. It's the most famous starter out there. Because uh, it's Pikachu, and Pikachu hype no, is awful. I mean, we, we meant to mention it, but then we were rushed for time, and yeah. we forgot. <laughs> Sorry. You can't you can't record, like, a six-hour episode some days, and especially if my, my father was coming into town. And yeah, so, and like, I mean... There are a lot of starters. Yeah. Excuses. <laughs> we we are sorry because we should have at least given it a mention. Yeah. Our apologies. All right. Wait. The reason Pikachu is the best is complicated. I won't... One hand, it'll internally stay a Pikachu no matter how many thunderstones you try to use on it. Though, the better reason to choose Pikachu is that this low-powered use of starter allows you to get all three of the original starters along your journey. That's where its true strength lies. In all seriousness, though, I love all the starters. I played the first three gens enough times to have played each starter, and they are all fantastic, except for Chikorita. I was never a big fan of Charizard either, but Charmander gets a pass. And by the way, Ashwart is really awesome. Also, did you notice how the Chespin evolutionary line looks so similar to the Squirtle evolutionary line? I hope you guys had a great episode. Random flip-flop fact. In various countries, flip-flops are named something different, obviously. What you may have not known is that sometimes they are named after countries. Here are some rough translations. Russians and Czechs call them Vietnamese. Bulgarians and Polish 
Japanese people call them Japanese. Isn't that fun? Well then, catch you on the Vietnamese. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so we've got our next one from uh, DDG Maniac or Dennis the DDG Maniac. All right, That's I guess it. I'm catching this one. Ooh yeah. It says to read in a spooky voice. Why am I getting all the voices? I, I, this is not intentional. <laughs> no, I, I I have fun doing this, but it's just that it's never going to come out good because I'm more at spooky. I mean, there were there were like there were, there were about five or six episodes in a row where I just read all of the emails in different voices, and, <laughs> and then people started asking for them, and I was just so tired of doing voices that I stopped. I think the best thing is that someone, maybe Dennis himself. I, I, a couple of weeks ago, he thanked me for the Italian accent. That's true. Like, I, I wish I could turn that on and off. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Bit of a little switch. It's like, doop, doop. Yep. <laughs> Hi, Patron randomly encountered hosts. It is I, Dennis the DDG Maniac, here for another spooktacular mailbag. I sound like goggles when I do that. You sound, you sound a lot like, uh, you goggles. sound like, you sound like, uh, an Italian Dracula. Oh my goodness! That is that, that is an image. A, a Dracula surviving on marinara sauce. Marinara, wow. marin, garlic marinara. <laughs> <laughs> the last place, but last place a vampire is going to want to go is to Italy. I swear. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, would you like some garlic bread? Some garlic sauce? Some pizza with garlic? <laughs> Yummy. Anyway. species, the Italian <laughs> Yeah, we like repel vampires on, like, as soon as they get within smelling distance, they just run away. Alright, so. First, I love this past two Pokemon of the episode, but I want to add up a little bit more about Bonnet. First, have you tried using the skill swap gimmick with Bonnet? It is actually really good if you know when and with whom you switch prankster with. Total Technician Adaptability Abuse Also, a little story that many trainers know, mostly ghost trainers. Phantom is the spirit of a kid or kids that died lost in the forest and possessed a stump. Bonnet is born from a discarded or lost doll that possesses a grudge on the kid that disowned or lost it. Now what happens when a Bonnet meets a Phantom that possesses the soul of the child that owned it when he or she was alive? That story always gives me the feels. I'm planning to make the story a little heavier or darker, but it still brings tears to the readers. I heard some not very happy stuff about dragon typing, but I'll ignore it for now, since we are in my favorite month. Now to the topic. Well, my favorite starters are a Sceptile, the skeptical lizard that learns way too much physical moves when its best stat is special attack, Feraldigator in Gen 2, since it was way cooler than the other ones, and I love Superior in general, but I am tired of the same movesets, way too predictable, but I'm looking to make a gimmick with it. And he doesn't say what it is. So yep. we're gonna have a surprise if someone participates in the UTC with us. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, Greninja, the smogum band protean ninja frog holding expert belt, and being way too strong in a way, but what I really love of him is that it is a fast, cool-looking ninja frog that adopts to what its trainer needs, and it's kinda cute in Pokemon Ami. It's adorable in Pokemon Ami. <clears throat> 
Well, I'll stop here before I rant about not having a starter with Ghost as one of its types. Also, which Pokemon can truly celebrate Halloween, and what's the signature move of one of them? Most <laughs> and dark Pokemon, especially Pamkaboo, and its move Trick or Treat. Touch the dimensions theory stuff can be explained easily with one word. Hoopa. We all pass through a portal without anyone noticing it. After all, Hoopa is the mischief Pokemon. Now I'll fade to the shadows and cause some mischief and Pokemon showdown. Spook you all later! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to mention that Dennis also sent us... He sent us a bunch of like desktop backgrounds. Arts, and... Uh, the best one is the one referring to the story he told in the email mm -hmm. about a bonnet and a phantom meeting and realizing that they are the child and the doll who were separated before. Yep. And there's a bonnet crying as it hugs a phantom. And I had seen this art before, but it's still, like, it's giving me the feels. Yeah, really. So beautiful. Like, guys, if you... We really need to get that gallery on the website. <laughs> we really do. This art is amazing. And, uh, yeah. We really do. Alright, so this next one is from Gregatron5000. That's so much fun to say. <laughs> Greetings, all of Fuckle. Gregatron5000 here, writing in for the first time. I just started listening to the podcast about two months ago, and I've been enjoying it so far. I thought I would write in a mailbag and talk about my favorite starter, Nostalgia Time. There will probably be much wailing and gnashing of teeth, but my favorite starter is Charmander slash Charmeleon slash Charizard from Red and Blue. I know it's cliche, but I'm 30, and my first experience playing the game was shortly after it launched when I was in 8th grade. I remember reading about it in Nintendo Power and collecting the mini player's guides that they enclosed in the issues after the release of the game. My favorite color is red, so naturally you could probably guess what color was my first choice when I got the game for Christmas. I picked Charmander because of one fire and two, red. Since those games, I've been hooked. I did take a bit of a break in the gen four to five years, but with Pokemon X and Y and Oraz, I've started playing again. I've joined the website recently, and perhaps I can join in some of the tournaments one day. I've definitely learned that I have a lot of catching up to do. It's a very complex game now. Not so much. I mean, it's a lot of just figuring out what's going on, and you're learning what people are typically using. I mean, that's really the only way you can play. Other than that, you're going to go to, like, a raw strength battle. <laughs> mm. In uh, Gen 1, you could just Earthquake all day and beat everyone. But now it's a bit more complicated. Well, that's true. You just can't Earthquake. You can Earthquake pretty much everybody after Levitate users and Flying yeah, Tanks are gone. It's I want to make a team now where the goal is to set up, like, an Excadrill, like, Earthquake Sweep. And you're talking about sand team. Huh? Team. Yeah. Sand team, yeah. That's true. Sand uh, I also <laughs> I also have an affinity for the fire fire type starters, so I naturally lean that way in other games as well. I like fire types in general though. I've been on a quest to find a usable rep rapidash setup. Any ideas? Maybe in PU. Okay. Anyway, looking for more forward to more podcasts and actually getting around to doing a bit of battling. Well the UUTC's coming up, so uh, yeah. I'm sure that, uh, we should, we should have, like, a scrimmage or something day for that, shall we? Like, during one of the chatbox meetups. Like, probably the one in December. Maybe the one in December we should have, like, a scrimmage, like, chatbox meetup. Where, like, everybody just comes and we just battle for fun. Oh, that would be awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, absolutely. I, I like yeah. that idea. 
I think, yeah, we'll do that. Because uh, as I've said on the show in the past, we do monthly chat box meetups where you can come and hang out with us at FuckWellPodcast.com in the chat box. Uh, the next one is November 9th. Uh, it's the second Monday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern, essentially. And then it goes until question mark or whenever Thatch feels like going to bed. I mean, you guys can oh. still talk without me. I don't need to be there. You can have a chat box meetup without me. But mm. it's a time where you're guaranteed to find me in the chat box. Let me um answer a little question about Rabbitash. Yeah. Or his ideas or whatever. It, yeah. You would be in lower tier. It'd probably be P.U.R. and you. Something like that. You pretty much have to be running four attacks with a scarf or life orb or like three attacks and agility mm-hmm. or something like that. It's you can pretty much just like flare blitz. I think Megahorn. Yeah, um, it learns Megahorn. Oh, wild charge is an option, I believe. I Rapidash should get Horn Leech. You're pretty know. much playing flare blitz. It's pretty much um flare blitz plus like two or three other attacking moves. If you have two attacking moves, then you run like a. Agility with life orb or something. It's just kind of it's yeah. You can run like spell, choice band or something. Uh, flare blitz. He gets wild charge. He gets drill run. Drill run would be another move. He has drill run. I would think he probably won't run and run. And he also well, gets. Uh, he also he has will o wisp as well. If you want to cripple well, somebody, you could run will o wisp, but I just it's in my opinion I. Uh, you could also go for like a slow pass with baton pass or something, or a slow switch with baton pass. With Rapidash, though, and in yeah. the tier it's in, you want, like, you pretty much want a Scar. Yeah. Or Scar for Life Orb. I think Choice Man will work pretty well. It needs a bit more speed. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But yeah, that's a thought. That's a thought. Uh, so our next email is from uh, Winmore. You got this one, Shamu. Okay. Hello, Puckalonians. Winmore here again. I figured I'd start today's email by saying that I finally started getting down to the older podcast of the show and you were right, definitely not as good as the quality of the show today. That's true. That's true. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't stress that enough. Specifically, I listened to episode 94, the Pokemon Snap episode, because I'd been wondering what opinion you all had in that great game. The episode still quenched my thirst the Pokemon Snap reminiscing that I desired, and I quickly remembered how short that game really was. I also printed out the pictures I'd taken from those Pokemon at Black Blockbuster back in the day. Next week I have episode 33, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2, so you'll know I'll be puckled up for that one. As to the mailbag question, I would hands down say my favorite starter of all time, Blaziken. You know, you know all those times the kid you wished a Pokemon were real, blowing out your birthday candle that were at night laying in bed before falling asleep? Well, I did that, but I thought if I made a compromise just wish for six Pokemon to be real, that would have been a better chance of coming true. And one of my six Pokemon on my dream team was always Blaziken. Quit literal re- dream team. <laughs> my first experience seeing Blaziken was in that episode of the anime when it fought Charizard in Epic Battle. I don't think the show is good 90% of the time, but that moment actually had me in awe. I've always always been fond of the fire starters, and I actually always chose the fire type, except for my very first Pokemon, which is Bulbasaur. Since I've clearly expressed my liking for fire types, I thought I'd share that I think what I think is a pretty good competitive strategy for a fire starter, Delphox. In Gen 6, I believe Delphox was UU, and it had the hidden ability Petition, which steals an enemy's enemy Pokemon's items when your Pokemon hits it with a move. So I would say, or what I would do is max out EVs for a typical special sweeper, the trick was 
to make one of Delphox's moves, Solar Beam, and because it was the power herb that lets charge moves be used the first turn. Too lazy to look it up. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, it's power herb. And when Solar Beam effectively hits, then Delphox then steals the opposing Pokemon's held item in addition to giving it an effective attack against its most serious threats. That's all I got this week. Win more, out. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Mm, um, I don't know if that works. To be honest, I'm not sure though. I can't confirm or deny. Uh, we have one last email from Trico Lover though. Whimsicott, <laughs> you can grab this one. Yeah, here I am. Well, hello, dear Puckle friends. Trico Lover here to tell my favorite starter, any taste, Froki. How is such a thing possible? Well, actually, I never thought that Greninja was the reason Froki was cool. His text says that he uses his bubbles as a defense mechanism to fight with. I thought that was sweet compared to the derpy Chespin and the stupid Fennekin line. I thought Froki and Greninja showed that Gen 6 brought all the balls to the table. Therefore, he deserves all the love that he is given. P.S. Trico was definitely a great Pokemon and starter, and I don't want to say he is the best, so I took him out of the equation altogether. It's like me saying, okay, let's say what my favorite Pokemon the is. Best, aside the best from starter Wimsicott. is Whimsicott. The best starter is Whimsicott. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I, I can get behind this reasoning. I mean, if you're going to judge something objectively, mm-hmm. you kind of have to take your mascot out of the equation. BPS. Furligator is a stupid line. I mean, if his hidden ability was in fact like Swift Swim, I believe he would have been worthy of his title, and it would fit under the fact that crocodiles are fast, not only on water, but also fast on land. Therefore, with the fact that Furligator sucks, I say hashtag Rossatch. This has well, literally been five <laughs> episodes. It's yeah, been five I, weeks. Come on, guys. Give him a break. It has been five weeks. Why is this still happening? Well, at least this week, no one mentioned that Whimsicott is not grass flying. That's true. It's getting better. <laughs> it's getting better. It literally takes been five weeks. I think, I think we need to put something like that on the bingo card as well. <laughs> Maybe. Roast that, general. Hashtag roast that in a podcast. Bingo card. I'm going to make a bingo card. I'm going to work on that today, actually. I'm going to yeah, make a bingo I, card. I, I want to help with that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make up a prototype, and then you can tell we me should, what you think. We'll collaborate. We should, get, we should get Bjorn to help us since he mm-hmm. made the original prototype That's one. That's true. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a bingo card. It's going to happen. That way everybody can play Puckle Bingo at home. And then I gotta come up with what happens if, like, somebody gets, if, like, a bingo happens on the Puckle Bingo card. We celebrate by drinking Green Taurus all night long. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for the mailbag today. So, do you think any of these people deserve the uh, Green Taurus badge? Oh, there were a few I liked. Which ones? Uh, I loved the story that Dennis mentioned, but mm. he already has the yeah, Green Taurus badge. And I loved um, Antonin's little trivia about <laughs> flip flops, but I'm not. Does does like Antonin like Antonin already have the green uh, dwarf badge? I think it, I need to like have a spreadsheet. I swear. Mm, we should do that. I need to make a spreadsheet for this. I really do. Oh, I just. I also liked uh, Winmore's story about his dream team Pokemon that he wished for when he was a kid. So I liked those two. Those two. Winmore and Antonin. Yeah. Let's see. Antonin appears to not have it. Neither mm-hmm. does, uh, what's the other kid? Winmore? Winmore. I don't yeah. think Winmore has it either. 
Well, I've voted for those two, and now you guys have to act it out between... Shamu, which one do you want? Um, was it Axinus? Antonin. Ant wait, oh, Antonin. I'll go for him. Okay, we'll go with Antonin. Antonin, you win the Green Taurus badge. So go to PucklePodcast.com and submit for it, and it's all yours. Uh, and as always, next week we're going to also be accepting emails for a reading on the show. So <laughs> you can send your in your responses to our mailbag question this week. Uh, this week is, uh, this week we talked about Kalos. So what is your favorite region? Uh, send that in to pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it on the show next week. Um, and we're gonna, that's, I mean, in the meantime, if you want some more Puckly goodness this week while you're waiting for the next Puckle episode on Monday, we're gonna have a few things going on. First of all, Wednesday, Puckle YouTube updates with the next episode of The Joint Lock. Uh, it's Misty's turn this week, so it should be pretty exciting. I, I honestly don't know what's happened yet. <laughs> uh, or uh, you can also, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook to get the most up-to-date news. There will be some very exciting announcements this week. Uh, so please tune into those social media channels, facebook.com slash pucklepodcast, Twitter, we're at pucklepodcast. Uh, you can follow us on Tumblr, pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. You can also uh, subscribe to our subreddit, r slash puckle. You can also, let's see, uh, review us on iTunes if you have time, if you haven't already. Um, those iTunes reviews mean everything to me. It helps other people find us. It helps Puckle grow. Uh, and that's really what I want to see. Uh, we did get a new review this last week, so let me uh, let me do what I've been doing whenever we get a new review. <laughs> and just reading it on the show. This is from jwolf13452134. <laughs> Excessive numbers. Amount of numbers. Uh, this is a great podcast that keeps the listener listening. That's great. Uh, so yeah, if you wanted to uh, just go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or whatever you're listening to us on, uh, that would be great because it helps us out immensely when you do that. People find us, people can listen to us, and we can make the community grow. We can have bigger, better tournaments, bigger, better prizes, bigger, better everything. And that's literally all I'm doing this for. I want to build a great community for the people that are in the community. Because that's what Puckle's all about, man. That's what Puckle's all about. <laughs> so, I guess that's it. So, remember, email us at pucklepodcast.gmail.com if you want to be a part of next week's show. And I guess and here in the... if you hmm? want to be a part of my next article, remember to send me your Halloween pictures. That works as well. I mean, I'm excited to see Halloween pictures. I, I think that'd be awesome. I might submit something. Uh, oh, please do. I might submit something. So... Uh, I guess here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Shamu. And I am the fluffiest loser. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.